This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. We ready. All right, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Kenny Buller, on the Second Floor Podcast with his boy, Cassius, and his other boy, Karam Sultan. And I am talking in third person today just to do full switch, full ditch, because today's all about the art of conversation on the Second Floor Podcast. We're about to elevate the way you have your conversations from the moment you introduce yourself at a party to, let's say, a formal networking mixer or the way you need to get out of a conversation. We all know how to have one. You know, there's no issues with having a conversation. Once the flow starts happening, you start talking about something you enjoy, easy. But the moment you need to start it or end it, that's where shit can get awkward. So we're trying to, of course, decrease the amount of awkwardness when you're talking to someone in a social setting. And we hope these tips help elevate your social skills. Um, This episode is brought to you by Q Films, always on scene. If you are getting married this summer or next summer, because that's how far you have to plan now in advance, look no further. Q Films got you covered for photography, for videography, and showcasing hands down one of the most, not one of the most, the most memorable time of your life. Please contact info at qfilms.com to get your wedding always on scene. If you are a business owner and you would like to get your business sponsored and showcased on the Second Floor Podcast, please reach out and we'll make it happen. When Omid does not want to talk about a certain topic, this guy just says... (laughs) He passes the torch. He passes, he looks at me, doesn't even look at me in the eyes, he just looks down like... You kill me. That's interesting social cues around do you want to engage in a conversation or not, right? Exactly. And that's what I want to go into right now is I want to go into a very debatable topic first and foremost because this is something that um, I find interesting because not everyone agrees with the concept of do you believe in order to have an engaging, stimulating conversation, you could just dive right into it or small talk leads to that so are you in favor of having small talk or are you just like no cut the bullshit let's get straight to the point that's whether it be a business um setting or even just a personal setting like i want you to think of times where you're at a house party times where you're catching up with a homie times where you're in a meeting with somebody or there's several other stakeholders in the room is small talk necessary i mean it's really dependent on the room that you're in like you said uh so based on room to room it'll completely change but i think an example that comes to my mind is how anytime i'm getting physio with raj um there's some form of additional interaction with somebody that i might not know because it's it's almost like you get to network with people in the city in the community and in those moments the small talk it's small talk but it's concise small talk so it's like it might be with topics um like, for example, there is an intern at Pivotal and just asking normal questions and even asking, hey, what's your Chinese name or what's your Hong Kong name? Right. I like asking people's real name. I it's, respect that. It's it's like it, it got them to open up. So I think every person that I kind of interact with, it, it, it kind of brings me back to like the, the love languages that you would have with the with your girlfriend or if you're a girlfriend with your boyfriend the same way I kind of see people is like, what, what type of uh, love language do they have when it comes to even communicating? 
So like, for example, Oma just handed me the mic and I was observing that. I like to observe body language more than I observe what they're saying first. And then I'll kind of dictate where my conversation is going to go from there. Um, I, I think it's necessary, but the amount obviously varies. If you're at a house party, you don't really have expectations. You want to get to know the other people around you. Well, you're open to the small talk. You want to, you're just kind of open. There is no real purpose of the conversation. It's just more, let's conversate. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about what's going on in this party. But when you're in a business setting, it's a little more, I say calculated, right? Because some people, depending on who, who you're in, business with or who you're going into a meeting with you like Karam said you have to read the room right and see how they reciprocate back with the small talk because some people won't won't care right they won't really reciprocate back the small talk right you're talking oh i did this i did that and then they're like oh whatever right and then you're like oh, okay this this person is just business this person just wants to get right into what we're talking about right now um, but other people like when you go into physio with raj you know he's He's working on you and he's talking, he's, he's introducing you to the next patient, uh, right? The, the next bed right beside you. And I like the concept of purpose, right? Because if you're the host, you are going to do what Raj does in his clinic at Pivotal Physio. And you are going to do your best to create an experience that doesn't just include you. Because you know that you're only going to need to have so many touch points with, let's just say, that person before you go to your next patient that's on the other side of the room. So if you can now curate an even better experience for this person, even when I'm at a party, right? If you two are my homies, which we are from the same circle of friends. In a world where boring dinners and ungrateful children make cooking almost unbearable. Whoa, that's a little too dramatic. Let's try this again. I'm Heather Dyer. I'm Erin Wager. And I'm Sarah Somasundaram. This is Three Kitchens, a podcast about home cooking. Whether you like cooking or you just like eating, join us to talk about food. We'll have new episodes of Three Kitchens every Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Three Kitchens. They'll tickle your funny bone, wet your appetite, and warm your heart. Did that guy think he was Bruce Wayne? <laughs> I kind of liked it, actually. He made us sound super badass. <laughs> but if both of you are my friends and it's my birthday, right? That's my big 30th birthday, right? I bring my friends from high school. I bring my buddies, Cash Money Young Blood. I bring some people that I met yesterday at a bus stop. I felt bad. Asked them what they're doing on the weekend. <laughs> they said nothing. I said, yo, come to my 30th. I bring everybody. I'll find, I'll try to find something. Let's say you're the guy that I went to high school with and then you're my buddy now and both you guys are interested in basketball. Before I leave, I'll strategically be like, hey, so how about LeBron James? Damn, man. Like, I don't even know much about basketball, but I just say, how about LeBron James? Yeah. Right? I'll hear what happened over the media lately. Like, oh, man, most points scored in history. That's crazy. <laughs> and then, as I'm saying that, body language, that's crazy. I'm walking away. I'm walking away. And then, boom, Karam starts talking about you yeah. with it. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I love those type of situations, man. Like, sociology, like the concept of that. If you're a university student and you actually fuck with this conversation and you haven't taken sociology or you want to learn something, learn that shit. You will complete, you'll, you'll have a better idea and perspective about these social situations. I think even it goes beyond this too, where not even just conversation, conversating in general, but when you're in an interview, you know, we've done, you know, for example, we've done a few interviews lately. And, you know, you talk to some of these students and now I think about the interviews that I went into and 
now sitting on the other side of maybe hiring somebody for a specific job, I realized out of the interviews that I did, the students that I actually liked were the ones that were conversating back more. And not even just from a standpoint of like, oh, they were cracking jokes or anything like that. It was more so that they were, they were, they were answering the question and then some. So they weren't just like, you know, like, oh yeah, I went to school here and this is what I did. And that, that, that was it. It was, it was the students that went a little bit more, explained a little bit more, kind of went into their background a little bit more, um, asked questions back. And now I think about it because when I was in those interviews back when I was a student and I was trying to get a job and I'm like, damn, if I would have just cracked a joke or if I would have just like broke the tension a little bit or even said a little bit more than just like answering the question and just being prepared for just the question, I would have probably got that gig now that I think about it. It makes you realize how likable you need to be. That's, yeah. that's it. Does it. Okay, yeah, it does matter what you know. But when you are now as the interviewer recognizing that you're aware of how much time you're going to spend with this person, you're able to make that decision of who you get to choose. You're going to end up choosing someone that you find is enjoyable to be around yeah. at the very least or can actually have conversation and recognize that it's not just you trying to physicist. And, and you're not taught this in school. You're not taught the art of conversation. You're taught it on second floor podcast, bro. <laughs> That's it, man. I want to add to that too because I just recently did an interview as well. And it was so cool. You know what did it for me? How prepared Buddy came. Like he came with questions. He had a sheet of paper on him. He did his research. All these things he didn't have to do. And that made me even more excited. Not to be like, okay, like got an hour with this guy tops i gotta go do my thing phones away i don't care how long this takes anymore right this person is that excited to get interviewed yes they're nervous that's always gonna happen you have to respect that yes they should be bringing their best version of themselves but when you get that person who's like and this is for anyone who is doing interviews come prepared at the very least you want to work for this company what do you know about it and if you don't do your research, that tells me that you're just looking for a job. You're not looking for this job. But another thing too, though, bro, is like you can be as prepared as you want, right? But if you don't know how to express those ideas, you're not going to get the gig, right? Like how many students that are introverted? I remember I was an introverted brown kid in university. And now I'm talking to some corporate heads and I'm trying to get this gig for a part-time job. If I can't express, even though I've read their website and I know the person that I'm sitting across from, how do I express that in a 15 minute or a half an hour interview, right? Understanding the 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 way to to communicate is so important, right? And like you said, like you like of course be prepared, but prep isn't always going to get you to that finish line. It's the conversation, it's the art of conversation. How can you express your ideas within that 15 minutes? Bars. I've always enjoyed, even even when I was younger in high school, like people, my brother used to get frustrated with this because he would say, uh, oh, he's just, he's just talking his way out of this or he's just talking his way out of that. And I used to think, man, if I could do this, I can just, I can figure out a way. And I think to myself, I was just learning how to, to have conversations with people where they felt comfortable. And even if they knew that I was capable or not capable, they just enjoy the conversation more and they hoped that I was capable later. And I think alongside the whole uh, work ethic, even how we talked about 
um, you as a kid and how you were different characters in high school, mm. I think that plays a big role because you learn how to have conversations with all sorts of groups instead of just one group. And I think in especially the Desi community, we get told stick with your own, but we only learn to have conversations with our own. And getting outside of that box is, is tricky in itself if you've never been there because then you feel um, maybe maybe not attacked, but not, not as comfortable as you would be because I, I feel like I'm at a point where I can genuinely have a good conversation with almost anybody and it's because I've tried to understand every single culture or like, like for example, when I was talking about Pivotal, um, the, the practitioner was saying that Hong Kong is where they're from. And I'm like, oh yeah, like what language do you speak? Oh, I tried learning Cantonese one time at 4.30 a.m. Little things like that. But like you were talking about, you can have the list and sheet of all the different things, but unless you've, you know how to articulate it and you've done your own experience in it, then it's hard to express it. So like the guy who came with a list and a sheet, that's fantastic. But I think if he has that list in his head and he's repped it out enough times, obviously when you're younger, it's a little bit harder. But if you've repped it out enough times, having that list as referral, but then most of the things just coming off the top, I think that's the best way of like really getting that conversation going forward. Great stories are timeless. To be a great storyteller, one must bridge the gap between an alluring narrative and the audience, to pull with the heartstrings and to shape the imagination. At Q Films Media, we're more than just a media production agency. We are a powerhouse of creative individuals, content creators, who specialize in telling great stories. Stories that are intimate and kept closest to the heart. Stories that are powerful and inspiring, that spark boldness and action. We are Q Films Media. We're here to tell your story. We are always unseen. What are tips? Because I know both of you, and I know both of you are, are are fantastic. Like you guys can go into any scenario and 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 be able to talk and 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 communicate and have a great conversation with literally anybody. So how does one do that? Can you guys provide some some tips, some tricks? Oh man, I got a great one. It makes everyone extremely uncomfortable, but it's necessary, right? Before I launched Brave and when I worked at Good Life, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a conversation baby that's a big so, wink on this side yeah when i uh yeah when i worked at good life we role played that was part of the job it's literally the job description of a personal trainer is be prepared to role play and practice conversations that you know you're going to end up in to better prepare how you can have that conversation in the first place so when someone to omit's point they're skilled they're ready they have it all in their head but then when it comes to showcase when it comes to actually having that conversation, you need to practice the skill of something that you're trying to get better at. If the actual conversation itself is something that you're fearful of, but you have everything you know, you need to role play it. Call a homie, look in the mirror, record yourself, actually practice saying it out loud because we all know this. What we think in our head and then when we are put it in the words, 
sometimes they're not the same thing. And that's why I really appreciate it on this topic. When someone says, hey, I just want to understand what you're telling me is X, Y, Z. You're repeating what they're saying. And then in those moments, like, yeah, you totally get it. I was like, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. And then you find more words that are, are, are articulating what you're thinking. So as much as it might feel like in here, it makes sense. You need to make sure that if you're going to deliver that into like saying something, call a friend, role play it and, and have your friend stop you mid conversation or in the conversation to be like, ah, wait, sorry, pause, change this up a little bit. Okay. Now do it again. We've done this in some capacity as friends, right? I'm sure other people do it with their friends, but whether it's formally or informally done, you need to be prepared to have that conversation by having a conversation. The biggest key that was holding me back was just not being myself fully. I think Omid and you guys have both said this before, where the reps were really important for me because, uh, for example, even on YouTube, you're trying to get your message across in the best way possible. So you have plenty of footage to be able to go back on and be like, I could have said this better or I messed this part up and whatnot. So reps definitely, I think, is a huge key. But I think what truly unlocks it for me is now I don't really have to think because I know I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. And if I can have that and I'm able to swear now, I'm able to do whatever, then I feel more free. And then my words, my skill that's up here, my my knowledge is able to be expressed a little bit faster. And before, that shit was nearly impossible because I was like tip tiptoeing my way around not saying certain things. Obviously, in certain scenarios, in certain rooms, I have different filters. But I, even allowing me to basically express it here makes me find a way to still feel that feeling of being free and how to tone it down a little bit. But before, I didn't have that freedom. And I think um, any conversation, whether it's like no matter how skilled you are, as long as you're being yourself, there's, I think there's, a, there's huge value behind that because then you can actually, you can genuinely feel somebody's passion behind something. And if you're truly skilled in what you do, then you're gonna know about your topics. And if you can start talking about it freely with confidence, that's that's where I think the, the magic really happens in conversations. That's that's the art of not giving a fuck, man. You know, like I'm gonna tell you something, however way you guys wanna interpret it, interpret this, the more fucks you give, the more you run out of juice, man. So <laughs> <laughs> No, but think about it, right? Is if you don't really give any fuck. You got all the juice. You're reserving that juice, right? You may have to give some fucks, but if you give all the fucks, you got no juice left. So what's left of you? <laughs> Bro, what's left is a 45-day suspension. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, easy. Bro, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's easy, joke. <laughs> easy. If you want to know more details about that, you got to sign up for our Patreon coming up. <laughs> That's right. Like for me... I have to put myself in the most uncomfortable conversation so that once I go through that, then I can now take that experience and then go into the next conversation and know not what the fuck to say, right? Or what what to say, right? So for example, I mean, when we started this podcast, I barely spoke. You know, you 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 and Yusuf, you guys were, you guys were running the show. I was sitting there like listening because I I'm naturally I like to listen. But then I realized, oh, I'm a host now. I gotta, I gotta start speaking. I gotta start saying something. It was uncomfortable, bro. Like, taught, like being able to, okay, how, what questions do you ask the a podcast, a guest, um, going into a meeting with people that are unfamiliar to you, and having to force yourself 
to go talk to that person across the room, right? Like stuff like that, where it doesn't come natural to, naturally to me, I have to put myself in that position. Anyone you talk to or any person that you bring to the table to have a conversation, they need to know what they're showing up for. Like, what is it, right? So from our perspective, people have to know what is this podcast about, especially when they have a higher reputation. They're that much more aware of what am I going on, right? Then they need to then know from you, what do you want to get out of them? Mm -hmm. What part of them from what you know, the little that you know, perhaps from a friend or perhaps from online, what is it about them that makes you want them to show up in the first place? I actually piss off my family about this, especially KB, every day, which now just knowing it bothers him, I don't do it as much, right? I'm trying to find a middle ground. But I go to him and I'm like, hey, how was your day? What'd you do today? And he's, you know, being KB, the, the, the athlete that he is, he's like, every day is the same. I trained all day. He's like, nothing was different, right? But um, let's, let's start there. Is asking someone how their day was necessary or unnecessary? Depends on the person. And some people like it, some people don't. Because some people, to them, their love language is words and whatever that shit is. Like, for example, practice. It depends on the setting. I'd come into practice and I'd come from out of town. And somebody, my team is, would ask me, hey, Karam, how was, your, how was your weekend? I'd be like, shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> Always. I'd be so mad walking into practice. I'm like, bro, I don't know if you're on team black today, team white, but until we figure it out, I'm not saying anything. I wish we got to see that in an interview. <laughs> how was your weekend? Shut the fuck up, bitch. No, but it, they actually laughed at it too. Like it was like a, almost like, I feel like they started asking me more just because they wanted to hear that. Sometimes you want to have small talk. Sometimes you don't want to have small talk. Sometimes you just want to get straight to the point. Sometimes you don't because it's based on the intention, based on why you're there, based on the answers you need to know and you don't need to know. Like, for example, if I was talking to somebody, I am talking only for like a day. After that, I'm trying to figure out, are you trying to, should we grab dinner? Should we grab coffee? If that's not the case, no more small talk. So I think there's a limit to small talk. There's a, there's a cap. Uh, where at a certain point, I'm like, okay, figured out enough just through the small talk. Because even based on how many times, based off of the small talk, you can almost determine in its own way what that type of person or what type of questions they want to ask you, what they're kind of about from the small talk. Because some people, it's a two-way street. Either you want to engage in the small talk or you don't. So for example, when you first reached out to me, Kenny was about small talk. And I was like, I was thinking the same thing. What the fuck does this guy want? This guy loves bringing it up, bro. Every episode, man. Everyone's going to be aware. They're like, yo, like, this no, guy no. feels some type of way about it. No, <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying it's like a, I'm using it because it's an example between it's both of example. us. It's a good example. It's a good example. If we're both on the pod, why not use the example? No, that's true. Right? Why well, talk about people that nobody can put a face to? True, true, true. This guy always wants to make me the villain. No, no, this bro. No, but if you go back to seeing common ground right there was something that i saw in you that i felt like was common to me and i wanted to explore that so, so i i think so i think it's unnecessary but from a standpoint of your how are you is somebody else's like different line so for example like yours like yours is how's your day going right that's that's your starter that's your starter line. That's the bar that you use to start that start a conversation. That's one of them. Oh, that's one, right? So somebody else could be, it could be something else. I've got 42,341. <laughs> I'm writing a book on it. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> it's going to be big book, bro. Big, big book, like encyclopedia of small talk. The bold one, part two. <laughs> no, can't do Sean Kanungo like that, bro. This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which is on a mission to inform you about your city. Want to get a handle on Edmonton's growing innovation scene? Take a listen to Bloom, Taproot's newest podcast. Each week, hosts Emily Randall Watson and Faiza Ranji will discuss the latest developments in efforts to solve new problems and diversify the economy. Find out who's investing in what, who's investing in whom, and what's on the horizon. Find Bloom wherever you listen to podcasts or visit bloom.taprootedmonton.ca. But no, I, I think I think the how's your date is unnecessary from a standpoint of that specific statement because sometimes I don't want to start with that. So I'm saying it's unnecessary. So then it depends on your own mood. So unnecessary, unnecessary. Yes. You, it, no, no, no depends on the situation, bro. You got to pick one side. True. This guy True. had to do I'm me like that. You said that. Facts. You can't. You, you either you 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 you're with it or you're not with it. Unnecessary. Yeah. I think necessary. Damn, we two one right now. Because sometimes small talk can come back to fill the silence. So I'll give you guys another one that I'm really excited about. Necessary or unnecessary? Talking about the weather. Oh. <laughs> Fuck no. I hate that shit. <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. But but here's the thing. Sometimes that's the default. Right? It's the default because people don't know what else to say. It was so, so that, cold this morning getting here. Oh so, my god. So so that's 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 one of the things of of the art of conversation is how can you learn to get past that statement? How do you learn to have more tools in your arsenal to be able to speak, articulate, have a better conversation? And I know I I need to work on this daily. I need to work on this every every day of my damn life to figure out. Okay, if I'm sitting sitting in a restaurant with a with, with a wait, waiter, or if I'm at the barber shop, what do I say other than oh how oh the weather? You see the weather outside? Oh da 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 da. Like how do I how do we get to a deep like a, a meaningful more? How do we get to a more meaningful conversation other than how's the fucking weather? Mm, so exactly. that's why I asked you this before. Is like, what tips? What 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 do you use in your toolbox to get past that so it's a little bit better? I love this, bro. Let's do this. Okay, let's go <laughs> workshop mode. Take out your pens and pencils. Record this shit. Okay. So the first one that came to mind was when you're at a restaurant and you're the server, right? Or you're the person trying to have a conversation with the server. Who knows, right? If you're the server, instead of doing what every server does, which is, so is this it for you guys? What are you guys doing after this? Sometimes this is it. Like, do we have to do something after this? <laughs> right? Like, oh my goodness, this isn't enough going out here to this restaurant? God damn, right? Yeah, your girl's looking at you like nothing else. Right? <laughs> but besides the drame, right? Is you could perhaps be like, so how do you two know one another? So like, there's these moments where you can find more about the person as opposed to generically talking about things that are, won't ultimately lead to getting to know that person. So if you could find questions or things to talk about that are about the person, then you're getting somewhere. I like that because I remember when we went to uh, Earl's, this was probably two, three years ago in Calgary, 
I remember you were talking to the server and like the entire night, like she was coming, you, you did that. You, you were, you were getting to know her as a person, basically went through her life story as she keep, keep, keep coming back and forth. And at the end of the night, we got her like $300 bill got cleared because of you, because you gave her such a great experience that the manager came out from the back and was like, yo, you guys really took care of our waitress and you know, this is on the house, like the entire bill. And I was, I was in absolute shock. And then the guy was like, yeah, so when are you guys coming back next? And we're like, (laughs) we're like, we're from Edmonton, not Calgary. And the look on his face, bro, he was just like, he's like, I can't wait to see you guys next. And we're like, yeah, we're not coming back. That to that waitress, she probably spent the entire day or the entire evening having the same default weather conversations. Right. And then here comes here comes a group of guys who's asking about her day, about her life, about her school, about her education, about her day, about what she likes, what she dislikes. When you're on the job like that and you have a a table like that, that actually care. Now she feels that you we care about her. And that's what made the difference, right? You have to humanize the experience, man. But it's just being human. It's being like, not looking at that person as a server. It's like, you know what, they're a person too, you know? But but also, it, it you didn't go out of your way to do it. The fact is, is you had the tools in your arsenal already. So you were already equipped to have these conversations. Or at least you've done it enough times where you were able to pull it out of your bag and start talking. Because a lot of people... They wouldn't, 99% of people are not going to, unless they think the waitress is hot, they're not going to be trying to start a conversation with the waitress or the server or whoever that is. But because like, again, you had no intention for that. It was just more so like you were trying to give her a good experience, like with our table. There was no like sexual flirtatious. There was, there was nothing like that. It was just more a genuine heart, like heart to heart kind of like conversation meaningful and a lot of people can't do that bro that was not done to potentially get a free bill like that shook me even i was like what like that, yeah, that yeah. was really cool yeah. i was like going the like that was them going the extra mile so i was at starbucks and i was just ordering a drink and i asked the person at the till um hey like i was like what what drink do you think i should get right and he perhaps didn't doesn't or doesn't get asked that often and he lit up a little bit he's like oh he's like what drink well let me tell you like what are you thinking hot or cold and he got excited i was like ah you know what i would prefer maybe something uh cold i think i said but the point of this whole conversation was he you could tell got out of the whole roboticism of can take your order okay anything else and i end up telling him you know what i'll just go with this one and uh could i get extra espresso shot and he's like there's already three espresso shots in it are you sure and i was like oh i was like you know what you're right i was like thanks for looking out and then here's the crazy thing he said what he was thinking this is the magic of conversation he was thinking about my cauliflower ears he then felt comfortable enough and i could put any money on this he probably wouldn't have said it if i didn't engage in a little bit of conversation with him he says, whoa, you got cauliflower ears. That's cool. And I was like, oh, man, like, thank you. Yeah, he's like, I used to do kickboxing too. I really miss it. And we just had like a really authentic, just genuine conversation back and forth. And I could just tell like, man, it made, it made him feel good. Well, we'll even look at like, uh, we'll take Starbucks for an example, right? Like how they ask everybody for their name. 
right? That's taking the the customer experience just a little bit deeper, right? Oh, he or like, my hey, name right? That was the first time it was spelled right because I took the time of day to talk to him. That's right, but why? So the, I mean, even if you think about it in business, the tactic of the, I mean, Starbucks doesn't have to do that, but they started implementing that where it's like, all right, every, you're gonna we're gonna write everybody's name on the on the cup. Why is that? To, to, to take it just a little bit deeper in terms of that customer experience, to, to humanize the experience a little more, right? And, and I feel like even the podcast, whatever we're doing too at the same time is like when we're in these meetings or we're, we're working with new people or whatever the case may be, how do you humanize the experience and take it just a little bit deeper, right? I've learned this in business where I am like the, like how many, how many business uh, businesses will take their customer experience to the next level, like more so than just providing the service or the transaction, right? How do you how do you how do you provide that? It's it's getting into what you said, getting to know the person across from you. How's your day going? Oh, da 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 da. da. Um, I was talking about this the the story of of Gary V. How he sent the guy bought a bottle of wine from him. It was just one bottle of wine, and. Um, he went on his Twitter page, on this guy's Twitter page, and he saw that this guy was like a huge um, football, I can't remember the exact football uh, player, but he was this uh, Jay, Jay Cutler. He was a huge Jay Cutler fan. And so he told his assistant, he's like, hey, this guy bought a bottle of wine from us. Let's sign, send him a signed Jay Cutler jersey. Just one, but it was one bottle. The, the jersey, the signed jersey, cost way more, t- like double the amount of what the bottle of wine cost. So he sends his jersey over. A few weeks goes by. He doesn't hear from this guy. And Gary's like, "Man, I sent this guy a damn a signed a signed football jersey. Like at least the, at least I would get like some sort of response." Didn't hear anything. So I think like a month goes by, and uh, the his assistant calls Gary, and Gary's like, "Oh, what's up?" He's like, oh yeah, like I got something, but it's not from who you think. This this other guy, this this guy ordered four thousand bottles of of wine, and and he sent a letter, and he's like, hey Gary, a few weeks ago, you gave my buddy a signed football jersey, and he was raving about it, wearing it everywhere he was going, and. He just couldn't stop talking about how amazing this was because he just bought a bottle of wine and you sent him a signed jersey. So I thought it was cool. So I went with your company and I bought I bought the four thousand bottles of wine. By the way, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. So you put P.S. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. So <laughs> so, but but I, I I think the lesson from this story is is taking that customer experience to the next level, humanizing the experience where it's not just transactional, right? I think even when we were talking about the topic of um, asking the weather, it's relatability. It's an emotion that we can both feel. Like in the morning, if we're both cold, when we get to the haircut, now it's something that we can both relate to. So I think anything that can evoke emotion, um, and just just from hearing the stories, anything can evoke emotion can help you be remembered and help change the conversation moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen, if you felt like this conversation elevated your game in being able to speak um, in any situation a lot more eloquently or rather just a lot more genuinely, a lot more organically and, and, and allows you to really, let's just say, cut the fat 
then uh, please feel free to share this on your social media platforms. Give it to a friend. If you feel like they talk too much or talk too little, you know, give it to them and it hopefully elevates um, their ability to have better conversations socially. Um, we appreciate all of you. I uh, would like to say on a last note that if you do want to elevate your basketball game and your basketball skills, please check out in the details academy karam you mind sharing with us where people can go on to sign up to potentially be coached by the best basketball academy in edmonton alberta so many plugs today i can't even believe it uh, www.itdacademy.ca 100 and lastly if you would like a beard as fresh as karam sultan's and as fresh as mine when it comes to the lineup and you as a man are struggling with keeping your beard line straight i'm telling you we don't spend 20 minutes on end every day lining this up. We go to the best in the city, Laser Shear. Check out 780-489-1950. Give them a call and get your free consultation to see how your beard line can get lined up. So we got to leave it at that. We'll see you guys in the next session. <laughs> right? Woo!